Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the Watt. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, please stop, because that's embarrassing. What was that? I, I, I was singing on the PFT show the other day. We were doing best songs in stadiums, right? Things like that. And I, it's one thing to watch yourself. I cannot stand listening to myself sometimes. It's, it's hard. It's something. It makes me want to, like, cringe. But what's up, everybody? Chris Sims on Button. We got Paul Burmeister back in the building today. We're going to continue the Chris Sims Top 40 Quarterback Countdown. We're going to hit gift five, that keeps five on quarterbacks. Giving. It just keeps yeah. on giving. Five quarterbacks we'll hit today. We'll kind of deep dive into them, take, you know, uh, take a closer look at these guys, discuss it a little bit. Hopefully you got a few questions to mm-hmm. ask me there. Um, but good to have you back, dude. You're looking nice good. Your haircut. Looks like you've hit the gym a little bit uh, in the last week. And then, I mean, you're kind of big time. I don't know if uh, everybody knows, but hanging out with Bill Belichick at lacrosse games. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, you heard that? You were there. You should have yeah. heard that. Yeah. yeah. Are, are, are we, are we going to take a, take a listen to, to Bill? Oh, yeah, let's go it. right. You with Bill Belichick. Man, it was my lucky exclusive. day. Exclusive. It was exclusive. Only here on Kristen's yes. Unbuttoned. <laughs> on Sundays in the fall, you are used to seeing Bill Belichick on this sideline coaching his Patriots. Uh, he is a lacrosse fan here taking in this game of the PLL. Compare the feelings that you have during the fall when you hear coaching your team to just taking this in and watching as a fan? Well, this is a lot more enjoyable, Paul. <laughs> I don't have to worry as much about, uh, you know, all the things that we have going on. But, you know, this is great. It's just great to be a fan here and see the, uh, the skill, the pace, um, and just the high level of play that's out there on the field. It's, it's amazing. Tom Brady, a great player on the field for you in his early 40s. If he was playing lacrosse, what position could he play best, if any? Goalie. <laughs> Only the mobility for goalie? Yeah, you, you need to be able to run here. And um, I think some of our players like uh, Dev McCourty and Pat Chung, uh, guys like that that are that are fast and, and, you know, have good quickness, could play, you know, at 200, 205 pounds, 210 pounds, somewhere in there that, that they would be pretty pretty tough. I think Brewski would have been a good defenseman. Yeah, yeah. You know, Rodney Harrison, uh, those guys have been pretty good. Right. Rabel, guys like that that are, you know, long. Um, and tough. So yeah. very good. This is a true fan. Smile on his face, stick in his hand. We'll we'll set you back free to being a fan, and we appreciate your time here today. Uh, thanks, Paul. I, I say goodbye to him. I think I said in the tag, uh, you know, Bill having a good time watching his second favorite sport today. And in the background, he goes, second favorite. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, is that something like that. Yeah, because he's like the other one's a job, so I can't really <laughs> count it as a favorite sport. Right. You you have seen his range up close and personal yeah. for over a year that you worked for the Patriots, but it was fun watching him kind of work his way around the sideline there in such a good mood, yep. willing to talk to anybody, laughing, smiling. Uh, he, he's a great listener. He's a good storyteller. So if you want to hang out with Bill Belichick in June yes. at a sport that's not football, you, you will find a completely different person than you see during the season behind the mic or on the side. No doubt. Get yeah. him away from football in general, and yeah. you get to see a guy that's really cool. I mean, anybody will say that. And I, I have limited experiences away from him from football, really. But I do know enough to know that – between my dad and a few moments that I did have even before I got hired that he's got a great way about him. He's got a great sense of humor. Of course, he's smart as hell, so he can have some really witty comebacks right. and things yeah. like that. Like you just said, first or uh, second favorites for yeah, like, right. And, uh, yeah, he's awesome that way. And it's one thing I tell people all the time. He's a lot more of a player's coach than people realize. He really is a great communicator with the players and, you know, checking up on them. How you doing? Do better at this. Mm-hmm. You're not doing so good at this. Hey, 
guy, you're great at this, I like this part. And I think players really love Bill Belichick, where I think the, the outside public looks at it and thinks he's running some right. like dictatorship, yeah. and it's not. And then, you know the other thing that jumps out of me there? He never really misses an opportunity to kind of take a shot at Tom Brady <laughs> and, like, bring him back down to earth. Now, of yeah. course, he's the quarterback of his team, so he's never going to pump him up right. too much. I think it's one of those things he's going to pump him up a whole lot once they're done and retired and looking back at the career. But, you know, you go through, like, pre- I, we could go through certain press conferences of him talking about Tom Brady compared to the all-time Needle greats. him a little bit. If yeah. you kind of really read through it, I don't know if, if he thinks Tom Brady's as good as everybody else no, thinks Tom come Brady on. is. I mean, when you get into conversations and go back to press conferences when they played Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. you, if you really read it or listen to it and actually watch it back, yeah. he'll bring up some points where you go, huh, he's kind of taking a shot at Tom there or mm. kind of trying to tell us that Tom is not on the level of those guys and what he had to do to formulate defenses around them. Yeah. Because I think he looks at Tom a little bit. And again, I'm not saying this is true, yeah. but I, I, all I do is think about football. I think a lot of it, and these are guys with big egos, Brady, Belichick. I mean, most successful people do to a degree, and I don't mean that in a downfall either. But I think probably a little bit he looks at it and goes, well, I tell Tom to look here and throw to that guy. And usually right. when he looks there, that guy's open because of my offense and what I've formulated around him. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's that aspect of it, too, which is natural to have. Sure. Maybe there's a little bit of each one. think I could have had this success no matter who the head coach or who the quarterback was. There's also, yeah. I mean, they've basically been married for 20 years. Yes. I've almost been married in real life right. for 20 years. So you've had a few quibbles there with the wife every now and then. You're not as good as <laughs> sure, but some of the other wives out there. There's a little bit of, I mean, like another couple. I've had will be better. For, <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. I got you all flustered now. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you might have another couple over for dinner. Right. Right. And you, you, you're doing the dishes together afterward. And, oh, that that uh, that spouse makes the kids lunches. Yeah, uh, right, right. It's always a little bit of noticing what another person does well. That yes. if it's not there in your house every single I, day. I, hey, I hear you there. I play ball tag with my kids around the house. It's ball tag. It's tag yeah, with, with this ball. soft red, red ball. I got to it to where I couldn't play. I can't. My third, my 12 year old who's about to be 13. Yeah. She got so damn fast. I was like, I got to come up with something here because I can't chase her around the house around these short corners. So I got a ball to say we could throw it at each other and yeah. that could be tagged too. Uh, but I, I pumped myself up that way. Hey, do you know any other dads around town that are playing ball tag at 8:30 at night? I don't know. You say uh, ball tag, ball tag for yeah. my 13 year old is right. something different at seventh grade at his middle school. A couple of kids got in trouble for for playing ball tag around the school. Is that right? Like throwing, like, what, tennis balls at each other? and, and No. You're talking about the I'm other kind of about, ball tag? Yeah. Like cheap yeah. shots below the belt yeah. kind of ball? Ball tag for 13-year-olds. That's, that's ball tap, or yeah. that's tap, tap, tap a Because I asked him, one, you know, the basic question, they come up from school, you know, yeah. how's your day? Right. And a couple of my friends got in trouble for you know, playing ball tag. Oh, that's, like, I used I'm to like, hate How that much crap. trouble? Right. They're like, to the principal's office and yeah. some kind of little in-school suspension. Yeah. So, the ball tag at the Sims house is, is, a, is a much better it's version. The, it's the PG version there. Yeah, yeah we're not going to ever play the other ball tag. Sorry, that's not happening. What's your I segue now? <laughs> you know what my segue is? Speaking of little pushes, and, yeah. and it, this is one thing I want to talk about before we get to the content. Did you watch the NBA Finals last night? I had it on for a little bit of the first quarter. There's, this, there's one moment. We had another moment of a fan pushing a player. Really? Yes. A fr- front row, Golden State fan Pushed Kyle Lowry after he had dove into the stands to save okay. a ball. He was not touched by Kyle Lowry, was two seats away. But somehow when Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Lowry excuse me, was kind of laying there, he reached over to another, over another seat and did this and pushed him like, get out of here. And he got, okay? kicked, he got kicked out of the game. Oh, really? And it's a, yeah, it's a thing. He got kicked out of the game. So check it out. But here's the other thing that people aren't talking about. Yeah. The woman that was sitting next to him, mm-hmm. this is where I just look at and go, this, this is just like rich people living in a bubble crap, okay? That's what you, they, those people in the front row are not in the reality of the world. They're all mm-hmm. pretty, uh, have a lot of zeros in their bank account. Yeah. The ball's loose. The woman stuck her hand up as she was standing up yeah. and swatted it away before Kyle Lowry was about to save it. Like, that's where we're getting in sports, yeah. where these people are so comfortable and think, man, I paid $4,000 for this seat, and I get whatever I want with my cars and my money anyways. That, oh, I'll just get in, involved right. in this game now, too. I mean, wow. I don't know why. I just you know I I had to talk that up, but it just annoyed me watching it last night. As long as we're talking fans yeah. Yeah. and the NBA Finals, and again, I didn't watch for that long. Right. There was a dude in, in the front row, probably three seats down. Yeah. 
from the Toronto Raptors. So he was he was not only in a great spot, he was in one of the prime spots right. the entire arena. The entire time I watched, every time the ball went down to the end of the court, on the phone. he was on his phone in the front row, five feet away from the entire Raptors bench. That's rich people shit right there, man. Again, he's like, ah, so what? I'm here. That doesn't matter. I can be here anytime. Let me just let me text Joe. Yeah, an important message going on about embarrassed. Yeah, I, I was I embarrassed for him. You should be. I, I don't understand that either. I know. Yeah. The, well, the obsession, the obsession of the cell phones is uh, off off the charts right now. All right, back on topic. Yeah, let's go. I yeah. got it off my chest. Um, let's start it off. Here we go. I mean, quarterback countdown. We are at number twenty-seven. Okay, drum roll, please. Do you have a drum roll like Clark Griswold? Anything? After, after listening to you on the playback, yeah. I'm going to try and avoid it. Okay. All right. So here's just a little recap. I'm not going to go through you know forty forty to twenty-eight. I'm not going to do that. But at thirty, I had Lamar Jackson. Twenty-nine, I had Marcus Mariota. Twenty-eight was Case Keenum, and at number twenty-seven is famous. Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, hey, I'm a still believer in Jameis Winston. Doesn't there, look like it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, yes. This is one of my hardest rankings I felt like in my whole top 40. Okay. Uh, and I say that because this is where I struggle with Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, his good is really good. I still believe, and we'll see if he can actually reach his potential, but I look at his ceiling and still go, his ceiling is is much higher than even some of the quarterbacks we're going to see that are ranked ahead of him. Then why 27? Well, I I don't trust him. That's why. I just can't trust him. I haven't seen enough games of consistent good play. I've seen stretches of two and three games where I go, damn it, Jameis Winston's got it. Here Mm -hmm. we go. He's going to be one of the ten best quarterbacks for the the year's over. And then there's a game like the Cincinnati Bengals where it's interceptions all over the field and seems to be no gauge on, whoa, let me take a step back and reorganize how I'm managing this football game and maybe approach it differently. That's what scares me about Jameis Winston. You know, hey, sure, some of the -the off-the-field stuff leads me to believe he's a little immature on the field too, but I think that's been fixed. Uh, But, yeah, I think ultimately that's why I go there. You know, you just – he can make some amazing highlight real mm-hmm. plays, as you and I both know. Yep. But then there's other plays where you go, whoa, okay, broke a tackle, broke another tackle. Okay, he scrambled to the left, and he throws a ball, shovel pass across his body, t- tried to throw the 12 yards down the field, and it gets intercepted. Oh, shocker. I mean, you're, are you kidding me? Right. Where it's just stuff like that where you go, come on, man. You know, you're, you're getting to the point in your career where you have to have like a gauge or something click off in your brain and go, this is no longer high school or Florida right. State, and I just got to throw it away and play another day. So that's why he's at 27. So if you're this new combo yeah. in Tampa, and hey, your ticket to success, at least his first year, maybe for the next few years, is how well Jameis Winston plays, how much he eliminates those kind of plays. Right. If you're Bruce Arians, Byron Leftwich, right. better idea to collect a tape of his 20 best plays pump them up, sit down and be like, this is the guy. We yeah. want to see more of that. Right. Or would you spend that time to create 20 plays that were on the negative side and say, okay, we like you a lot, right. but this stuff has to go. What can we do to get past these kind of plays? Yeah, I, I mean, hey, you, you, you probably want a little bit of both, but I think the more important of the two would be to show the negatives. You really? know, I, I think because, first off, uh, you know, listen, I know, I know Byron Leftwich. I know a little bit. Uh, I know Bruce Arians a little bit, and of course I've known a lot of people who know him to know what kind of coaching he has. I think they're naturally going to instill confidence in Jameis Winston's game anyways. By the way they call plays, when he does make a good play in practice and they watch it on film, they're the type that are going to be like, hey, that away, big guy, way to throw that ball down there. I think the big thing is the continuing of the preaching of we can't do this shit, man. This is why you're not signed to a long-term extension right now. It's because of these 20 plays mm-hmm. we just put on the reel where everybody in the organization just doesn't trust you. We don't know what you are yet. Right. And I think if they came in kind of showing that, or, or at least if you gave me the option, I think that would be more important. Right. I do. Uh, and I think those are the big mistakes that Jameis Winston has to take away from his game. And they're going to have to continue to stay on him at practice when he throws a ball away. you got to be – Hey, that a way to go, buddy. That's what we need in the season, week six. Throw it away. It's okay. There was nothing there. Defense gets paid, too. They got right. players over there. You know, sometimes you forget about that. Oh, damn. Their staff's being paid. They got pro bowlers over there, too. They're going to win a few plays. So you can't always just live on that edge of, I got to make something happen magically, uh, you know, every play. But, man, he's a, when I go back and watch his tape, 
better athlete than sometimes in my brain that I maybe give him credit for because it's kind of ugly and a little all over the place. It's a different motion for it's sure. It's a different motion for sure. Yeah. Running style too, but man, he makes a few plays running every game. Yep. And then, yes, the throwing motion, I did a little bit of this on the quarterback school and I think we're going to release that out on social media today, but yeah, you know, kind of keeps two hands in the ball, swings into swings it. it yeah. But a big time intermediate passer to where you know, there's skinny posts, deep in cuts, deep crossers. Holy cow, does he have great really feel for those throws. I mean, yeah. yeah, and he can really, uh, you know, push the ball and make some big plays that way in the pass game. And that's what I like. So, I mean, his ceilings to me still is top 10 potential. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's got to be if and when he can take some of the dumbness out of his game. If four years ago, and I always like taking your rankings and thinking about, okay, the here and now, what they need to do to get better. Right. Uh, talk about them specifically, but then there's always fun things to do. You take a step back and look at them. How about Jameis Winston, 27, Marcus Mario to 29? I know. I mean, it was just four years ago. We're talking about these two guys. They're the top two picks in the draft. Yes. Both have turnover problems. Okay. Both have won the Heisman. You said, I mean. Both entering seasons where. It's do or die almost. Kind of make or break. Yes. in, In their first opportunity. Right. Inside their first building. Then you go back at, at, at the top two quarterbacks from recent classes. So that's a question mark what happened in 2015. Yeah. Go back. The, the, the three classes since, the top two quarterbacks, Goff Wentz. Right. Trubisky Mahomes. Right. Mayfield Darnold. Yeah. I mean, it's been a giant step up. It definitely has. Those guys have plenty of time to jump up into the teens or even the top ten. Right. But right now, when you compare them with the, the most recent top two quarterbacks, that class is failing. Yeah, it is. It's failing. They've been yeah, they've been um, underwhelming to this point. I mean, Marcus Mariano, he's in the same situation. It's a proven right? year. Definitely. I mean, yeah, we just haven't seen enough from him as a thrower and a passer to go, okay, if Derrick Henry can't run for 150 yards, can Marcus Mariota, for a stretch of the season, carry a team with dropping back, right? you know, being a, a guy that can be precision passer and a big-time player that way? Way. No, we haven't seen that. With Winston, we have seen all of that. There's, but we know that part of it. It's the yes. Can you manage a game? If we're playing a defensive struggle type of game, can you win the game 19-16? Right. Can you be okay playing that way? I think yeah. those are the things. And of course, there's going to be a handful of games like that every year where a quarterback goes into the game and you go, oh man, our game plan's great. We should have a good day today. And you get out there and go, oh, you know, their game plan's good too. Ooh, they're giving us some problems here. And man, we don't block them as good. And then as a quarterback, at some point you have to sit on the sideline and go, okay, I got to reassess what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. You know, this game looks like it's a defensive struggle. I got to be careful about my boundaries as far as right. when I push the envelope to go, I want to make a play and when I'm not because uh, I don't want to lose the game for us. And right. that's what's happened to him a few times through his career. Kind of the quarterback equivalent if you're golfing, you hit one into the rough. How am I going to make par? Yes, from right. This don't spot? speak. Which one of those two guys is more likely to do that? Before we move on to 26, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. pardon me. Yeah, I want to ask you if you had to put all of your money on one of those two guys, mm-hmm. class of 2015. I know. Let's say only one makes I it. I know. Only one's going to be the guy okay. in that city for the next three or four years. Which one is more likely? <sighs> I'm going to go with Jameis. I am going to go with Jameis. It's not an easy call. It's really not. I mean, they both have their flaws. They both have their you know, things that, that are positive. Uh, I, I guess I have more questions about Mariota's game than I do about Jameis Winston's game, I think, ultimately. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, I think – I think Jameis still has the type of talent where he can carry a team, mm-hmm. you know, through a game with his, you know, great quarterback traits that he does have and, and when he's really hitting on all cylinders. Where Mariota, I don't know if I feel the same way that way. And some of his great games, don't get me wrong, he's made some great plays, but, you know, defense has been great, running game's been good. Uh, I don't, just don't see him as a good of a passer and playmaker as Jameis Winston. All right. Yep. 26. 26, okay. Got? Hey, we're going to uh, the red man, okay, Andy Dalton, all right? Uh, Andy Dalton's my next guy at number 26. A guy who's, of course, one of the most unforgotten, under-the-radar quarterbacks in all of football. Yeah. And, hey, I don't think he's as talented as Jameis Winston. But he's I, played better a lot of the he, time. Exactly yeah. right. He's tr- more trustworthy. I mean, there's a reason that the Cincinnati Bengals went to the playoffs five years in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing I say about Andy Dalton is this. Um, there's no glaring weakness to his football game. Yeah. I never look at it and go, ooh, he really struggles in this one area. He does everything across the board pretty damn good. Pretty good decision maker, pretty good re- quick release, you know, pretty strong arm, yeah. you know, pretty good athlete. I always felt he never, and it's kind of a weird thing to say, but yeah. he never got enough credit for being 
pretty good. I know. I know he I mean, does not. Just because a guy isn't great right. doesn't mean he sucks. Yes, I agree. I know. And that's where he kind of falls because right. he falls as that guy is, ooh, we think we could have a little bit better on our team at this position. Of course. But yeah. that's easier said than done. When you right. start to get in the meat and potatoes, oh, who are we going to replace him with? Who's going to come in here and actually beat him out? Where do you out? think he peaked? Like at his best seasons, I think they won the AFC North two out of three years. He was over 65%. Right. TD to interception ratio was really good. So at his best, I want to say that was around 2015. Yes, right. Would he have ever cracked, let's say, 12 through 15? For Ooh, you? that year where he broke his thumb, right? And yeah. didn't get to play in right. the playoff game, which I believe was 2015, if I'm correct. I just got to, yes, right. He had 25 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. That was the year I looked at him and went, Andy Dalton's turned the corner. Yeah. They're no longer just trying to manage the game around him and trying not to let him mess it up. Right. They were letting him go out and win football games. They had to win a game against Pittsburgh late in the season to make the playoffs. It might have been that year. It was the game where he broke his thumb. Okay. He did. At some point in that game, it was yes. a third and long, critical situation in the right. game. He cut loose a seven route, a post corner, and put it right between the corner and safety. Yeah. I thought that was a real moment for him. Like, I hope people are paying attention. Yeah. That wasn't just a check down on third and three. No, that was, it was a, big a super time tough throw, throw right. in their most important game of the season. Right. And I think you're right. He might have gotten hurt in that same I game. I think it was the same game. I think it was later on in that drive. It was, it was around. It was, it was somebody. Try, they, they throw a, he throws a little shovel pass. The running back fumbles. Pittsburgh picks it up. He tries to make the tackle and breaks his thumb. But that was the year that I looked at Cincinnati and said, ooh, watch out for them too in the AFC playoffs. And, of course, they ended up losing that game to the Pittsburgh Steelers that they had in hand with A.J. McCarron, at quarterback. Right. You know, perfect Antonio Brown in the head coming across the middle. But, no, you're right. And I think that's where – I, at least in my, in my you know, evaluation, prior to that, I always looked at Andy Dalton and just said, uh, this is a quarterback that's got a really good team around him. Right. And, you know, he doesn't mess the game up a whole lot, and that's why they win. Mm-hmm. But I would always come away with games prior to that point of his career and go, man, he left a lot of yards on the field. Yeah. I mean, A.J. Green was wide open for touchdowns down the middle, and he underthrew it or missed the throw. But starting in that season, that was the year where I felt like, ooh, He's leaving nothing on the field, right. and he's capitalizing on everything that's there to be had, and yeah. that's where he really improved his game. Now, talking about no glaring weakness, I think the other thing with Andy Dalton, too, is there's no glaring strength either. Mm. So that's kind of my negative about him. There's not one thing in his game where an offensive coordinator is going to look at it and go, ooh, this is, he's special at this. I can, I can formulate about another 10 or 20 plays in our playbook around this one little special skill set that he can bring. So based off of that observation, yeah. how do you think Zach Taylor feels about him? Yeah, I, well, I think Zach Taylor looks at him and is going, for my offense, I want to play action, boots, okay. You know, West Coast, get the bottom of your hand, three-step game too. I think Andy Dalton fits all of that yeah, stuff. Isn't he just as gifted as Jared Goff, who I, was just – just running that offense for Ag- Zach Watts? Agreed, 100%. He is just as gifted as Jared Goff. I think that's a great way to put it. You know, I'll say maybe Goff has a little bit of a stronger arm, yeah. but uh, Dalton's release is quicker. Mm-hmm. Dalton's a better athlete, I think, for, for my money. Uh, and I think golf is actually – I mean, uh, Andy Dalton's really probably more of a little bit more of an accurate pinpoint passer yeah. that way yeah. too. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a great comparison. I think there's a – Hey, he has a chance to stamp himself here for the next three or four years. If he has a yeah. good year, a big year, uh, he can really kind of solidify himself, you know, for the guy going forward. But here we are, just tw- like Winston. The 26, yeah. Well, just like Mariota. It's a, say, it's a prove-it year. What, what held you – and I agree. It, yeah. Especially with, with a new head coach right. in town. What, what held you back from making him 18, 17, yeah. somewhere up in there? That is the, that is, I, and I ask myself the same question. These are the things I try to ask myself as I make the rankings. And ultimately, I think it's this point that makes me hold him back. I respect a lot of the things he's done, battle-tested football. Damn, has he had to play in a tough division in the AFC yeah. North and deal yeah. with Pittsburgh and Baltimore. And they finish in the top half more often than they not. They do, exactly yeah. right. Not but recently, I, but in, in his But, yes, years, I mean, yes, yes definitely. Yeah. And, I mean, he's got a winning record against the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, they're not a lot of quarterbacks in football. I can be able to say that right there. So, you know, I, I think this is the big thing, though, with me, with him. The, in, in those games where, ooh, we're not the clearly the more talented team, and it's even, just like we saw in some of those playoff games and things like that, I don't know if he's a talented enough guy to like some of the guys that are in the top 15 or top 18 to where they can make a handful of plays every game where they're not system-based, 
where it's like, ooh, this team has a good game plan. We're struggling on offense, but I can make three or four plays or throws yeah, yeah. today yeah. that are going to help change or dictate the game into our favor. And that's where I would maybe question Andy Dalton. Not to say that he hasn't. He's done it before. But I'm just saying I, you know, big moments, playoff games, when they're playing a team that's really good on defensive side of the ball, that would be my one big question mark that kind of holds them, holds them back. With the Browns ascending right now, would your preseason pick for the Bengals to be fourth in that division? It would be, but, yeah. like, it's like fourth with, like, a – I want to say almost like, yeah, okay, I'm going to pick them to be fourth. But if we came in December and we were like, hey, the Bengals, they win the next two, they're getting the playoffs, right, and right. they go, yeah, I'm not shocked. I mean, it's Joe Mixon. It's A.J. Green. Yeah, it's good yeah. tight end play. Right. It's Tyler Boyd. It's a phenomenal secondary. It's Geno Atkins. It's Carlos Dunlap. The team is talented. AFC North is yeah. brutal, right. you know. So I look at it that way, yes. And uh, You know what I really like about yeah. both your first two picks yeah. here? 27 and 26. 27, Jameis Winston. 26, Andy Dalton. You've pointed out things that throughout their career you don't like, but I'd say you're more positive about both of them than their rankings would initially lead you to believe. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. You're right. And, well, you know, as you start making these lists, you start to go, damn, there's a lot of good right, quarterbacks right? in football. Yeah. And you start to get to 20 through 32, and you go, damn, Some it's these really guys aren't close. aren't that bad. Yeah, they're right. good. There's a lot of good things around them. And you can win Super Bowls with these guys if you put the right team around them. And, you know, and that's where I would also look at Andy Dalton and go, hey, if I was going to say another negative about his career, he's had top-end talent around him his whole career, too. And, you know, when you go into A.J. Green and Giovanni Bernard and then you start to go, ooh, Marvin Jones was there and Mohamed Sanu was there. Yeah. And, you know, the guys he's got now, you know, it's been a, it's, it's, it's been a pretty, pretty good group. Pretty good, pretty good group. Pretty good offensive yeah. line in six, except for the last year or two maybe. Yeah, the last couple so, of years have been, been but, a struggle. But, uh, yeah, th- those are the things that concern me. But you certainly can win football games with Andy Dalton. And uh, this is a proven year for him yeah. this year. He's going to have to have a big year for, for him to cement himself as the future of this franchise. Uh, of the many things I'm excited about for the season, I want to see how that Zach Taylor-Andy Dalton uh, combo works because yep. Andy's been in the same system with the same head coach uh, for quite a long time. Yeah. 25. 25. Staying, well, old AFC North quarterback. But I'm going with uh, Jersey Joe Flacco here at 25. Yeah, he's from New Jersey. South Jersey. South Jersey, yes. yeah, which is, might as well be London as compared to <laughs> North Jersey, okay? It's like two different states. Uh, North Jersey is affiliated with New York. South Jersey is affiliated with Philadelphia. One might say South Jersey's nicer. Yeah, it's one might. They, that's, it, that's blasphemous on this, co- <laughs> this, uh, this podcast. But, yes, jo, uh, Joe Flacco is my number 25 quarterback. And another guy that I look at and go, ooh, you know, it's a tough one here, okay? So let's start out with this. I think the one thing about Joe Flacco is more talented player than people have ever given him credit for. I still think he's got pretty good talent right now at this point in time. I know it's not perfect, and I know people out there listening to me right now are going, wait, he got benched for Lamar Jackson, and you have Lamar Jackson behind Joe Flacco? Well, yes, I do, because I think that the Baltimore Ravens were the only team in football that was set up better for Lamar Jackson to be the that type of quarterback to be the starting quarterback than a guy like Joe Flacco to be Joe the starting quarterback. Joe was legitimately quarterback. hurt last year. He was well, hurt too, the right? Thing, yes. It was dealing yeah. with some things and again, you know, this is where I always defend Joe Flacco. You know, He's been a part and, again, was a part of a team last year that's just not conducive to sexy quarterback stats or offensive sexy type of football. And, you know, again, I know everyone's going to look at the numbers and go, oh, some other guys are better than him and this and that. You know, it's not always easy to play quarterback for a team like the Baltimore Ravens where it's always about the defense. Mm-hmm. It's always about the run game. Oh, Joe, we got stuffed on first and second down in the run game. Now it's third and ten. We know we've been running heavy, but, man, right. now we need you to throw dimes all over the field for us. Right. That's not easy. It's like, you know, you know, hey, Steph, I well, know we haven't given you a shot in three quarters. Now it's the fourth quarter. <laughs> we need you to go out and knock down ten three-pointers. And he made that, he made that work extremely well when they won that Super Bowl. Yes. They not only won with him, there were a lot of times I felt like watching this going back a few years, but I remember having this feeling like they're not just winning with him, they're winning because they're, of him in a lot of big situations. Yes. In that Super Bowl run, I think he had no interceptions. 11 touchdowns, zero and, interceptions. And no picks, right? Right. right. So, I mean, 1,100 yards in the playoffs. So, for year. the majority of time, yeah, the running game led, right. defense led, special teams. Right. Harbs is a big special teams guy. No so. doubt. Quarterback asked a lot of times just to don't screw it up. Yeah, don't screw it up. He and still then had we decent need you. numbers. Yes. And they won more than they lost. 
I think he also was a victim, uh, just like I talked about with Andy Dalton. Yeah. Andy was decent for a while. Right. Didn't mean that he sucked. Right. Well, just because Joe Flacco a lot of times, if you would have said, who are the five quarterbacks you want most? Yeah. Joe wouldn't have been one of the top sure, five. He sure, might have been five through ten, though. Yes, he could have been in and some of those years. he wasn't an all-pro kind of guy, right. I don't think he got the credit he deserved. I agree. And then there was other personalities on the team that were bigger than him and better than him. You know, and here, if you're watching on YouTube, we got a little like graphic up right now comparing Joe Flacco and Andy Dalton. Career stats, all very good. Again, I'll go back to kind of something I just said with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton said clearly more talent around him in his career than Joe Flacco on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, really, we're talking about the best receiver Joe Flacco probably ever played with was Steve Smith Sr., who was in like year 11 or 12 of his career. It was probably the best go-to target he ever had. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here all about statistics. And, you know, to what you're saying, Paul, and I think this is where I was, Joe has some elite Factors in his game. Oh, Joe yeah. has an elite arm. Yeah. Joe has an elite size. Vaughn Miller just came out and said he threw it 80 yards in practice. And a lot of times I see these things, I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. I bet Joe Flacco can still fling it 80 yards. I do, too. I yeah. do, too. Joe Flacco, and I said this today on PFT, it's one of, TV does not do justice right. to Joe Flacco because he could throw it 40 yards and he uses the same amount of effort where most people would use to throw the ball five yards. Right. He can just go, huh, and it's 40 yards down the field. I mean, Flacco was one of those guys the first time I was on the field with him, I went, whoa, the ball is flying out of his hand and he can spin it so hard that it whistles too. Right. So he's an underrated athlete. He can make game-changing type throws mm-hmm. like the divisional playoff game against the Broncos where he throws the ball 70 yards down the field in right. 20-degree right. weather. And, oh, touchdown, we're going to overtime and now they win the game. You know, so that's where I give Flacco the edge over a guy like Andy Dalton. There's some of these other guys on the list because through his career, and I still believe at this moment, right, and I even saw it some last year, he can make throws. He can make those three or four throws a game where you go, all right, this game is close. What's going to be the difference? And Joe can make some throws and plays to go, right. oh, we've swung the pendulum back into our favor because Joe just threw a 40-yard laser into the cover right. two hole down yes. the right sideline. Which he can still do. Which he can still yeah. do. And that's where I really think Joe Flacco still you know, has great value. Sometimes I think you put these lists together not only as an analyst but also as a producer because it goes so well to have Andy right next to Joe with their history yeah. in the AFC North. Yes. I think more relevant for now, they're both dealing with so much new right. at a point in their career where they're past the age of 30. Now Joe has more new. He's in a new city. But you think about it, a new system, yeah. new head coach for right. both. They were in buildings where there wasn't a lot of change. Mm-hmm. So for the first time in their career, yes. there's some brand new stuff. Right. Which one of these two do you think is a better fit? for what they're doing in 2019. Ooh, yeah, they're actually, they're both really good fits because I do think Flacco fits the, you know, Kyle Shanahan system, mm-hmm. which we've seen over the last few years, you know, with Garoppolo when he was healthy and, and Matty Ice back in Atlanta where they want to run the football, they want to play action pass and throw 20 and 40-yard lasers down the field. So I think I would give Flacco the advantage there. I like both situations they're both in. Right. But I guess I would give Flacco the slight advantage there. You know, one, he's kind of been in a system like this with Gary Kubiak, except this is going to be the more advanced version of Gary Kubiak because it's going to have some Kyle Shanahan in it too. Yeah. And that's where I really like the, the aspect of Flacco. But, yeah, again, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Joe Flacco. You know, and I still think he's got where yep. – I think he's got tread on the tires. You know, I, he's I, got a little pissed off to him right he's now He's definitely going to be motivated. Yep. And I think, you know, again, last year, I know Lamar Jackson did some good things, but that was, that was a, not a very creative pass offense – Okay, and they were a little banged up when he was playing early in the year, and then he got banged up. And I truly think the the makeup of their team was more meant to fit a guy like Lamar Jackson in the offense he wanted to do rather than a guy like Joe Flacco, who's your traditional pocket passer. Who lasts longer and has more success uh, moving on right now? Yeah. Flacco in Denver or Andy Dalton in Cincinnati? Mm. You know, I I really think Flacco's going to have success in Denver. Yeah. I do. I Better team around him? Yes, better team around him. You know, the talent, like I said, I think still probably Andy Dalton has the edge there. Um, I like that Mike Munchak is in Denver, though. They, I would expect them to be able to run the ball and protect the passer better. You know, guys like Cortland Sutton uh, and some of the other receivers they have there, I look at them and go, they got potential. Yeah. They certainly do. So. I guess I'm more of a believer in Flacco's talent than I am in Andy Dalton, okay. and that's why. It's a very close conversation, ultimately. Uh, 
But yeah, I, I think Flacco's set up to give Denver some things to think about here, and it might be more than just yeah. a one-year trial right? program for him, and Drew Locke might have to sit there for two years before he gets a chance to play on the field. Good grouping so far, good sequence. Thank you. Winston, 27, and Mariota, 29, and then Dalton, 26, and Flacco, 25. Props, it, props it worked out, and I, yeah. I mean, I really didn't mean to a, do that. So no. if anybody, I, and here's to be totally transparent, I make my list top 40, okay? I hand in the list, everybody's got the list. And then you change it. Well, I tell them, yes, I tell them, I go, hey, when we get close to like, you know, the next four, I might tinker a little bit yeah. with it before we release it. I might, you know, because I start to talk it out even more, and sure. I've had more time to think of things, and, you know, like, so then I end up yeah, like reorganizing. And there's a few guys here in this list. As I got close to 30, I said, ooh, I think this guy's 28, this mm -hmm. guy's 26. And like I reshuffled. Morning. Right, like yeah. this morning. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just happened to be that Dalton and Flacco were right next to each other. I yeah. mean, come on. Joe Flacco's the only guy in the NFL we could say has consistently gone up to New England and outdueled Tom Brady yeah. every time he's been there. I That's know. something to put on the resume, too. And I think Flacco, battle-tested, motivated, still has a big arm, seems to be healthy. Uh, yes, I have him at 25. And really, I think he has the skills still to maybe even be higher if, if he had a solid year and we do this again next year. A nice little lightning rod here at 24. Oh, baby. I mean, oh, how could you rank him? He's never played in the NFL. I don't know. I don't know what we should do here. I guess we should just leave him out. Since he's going to be the starting quarterback of a team, we shouldn't put him out there, even though he hasn't played it down. Oh, that's right. I mean, he's freaking awesome. So he's making my top 40. Kyler Murray, yeah, the number one pick of the draft. I don't give a damn if I haven't seen him play a snap in the NFL. I already know that there's a handful of things he does better than most quarterbacks in the NFL. So we just got to back off that dumb crap like that. I'm so sick of hearing that. He's never played in the NFL. Okay. I mean, at some point, we got to make a projection here and, and yeah. go with it. And there's a reason he was the number one pick. It's because people saw special things. Right. You know, and he's a guy that I got on here and – Man, I mean, you know, he could be the kind of guy where if we did another list in week 16 of the year, he might be in the top 10 because he has that type of talent. Or thinking about other lists, what if this list was you're not ranking the quarterbacks, you're ranking which ones you would want to have the most for the next five years? Ooh. So people might be up in arms, he's at 24. If the list had that title, what quarterbacks do you want running your offense for the next few years? He's certainly going to be in the How top high? 10. Top 10? Definitely, yes. I mean, just, you know, youngness, you know, that he's not even, of course, not even in the prime of his career. And then the athletic attributes and the skill set that he has. Hey, the reason he was drafted number one is because there's just not been a lot of people in the history of the NFL that have come in with, you know, what he can do on the field. Yeah. He's Barry Sanders at quarterback. I mean, you wouldn't, he you wouldn't know, be one of your top five? I mean, he might be. I was being conservative yeah. I just, because I was like, ah, I haven't thought about that. So I just said it. But you're right. It might be top five, really. Yeah. I mean, um, what concerns heard, do you have? I, we, we're all so excited about yes. his potential. What concerns? One, and it's the same one, and it's the size thing. And it goes to this. And it's not – I'm not worried about, oh, can he see over the line right. of scrimmage. I'm not worried about when he scrambles and gets in the open field, he's going to take big hits. I've already seen he's amazing at avoiding that stuff. He doesn't even take a chance of letting people clean him out like that when he runs down the field. Now, what I worry about is it's uh, week four, okay? And, ooh, he's playing a defense that's kept him in the pocket, okay? Mm -hmm. And, man, he got smashed a few times this game. And now it's week five. And all of crap, it's another good defense he's playing. And they kept him in the pocket. And he's getting smashed a lot in the pocket. You know, this is not a big human being to where I go, okay, that next week, what are we going to see? Is this guy going to be able to physically hang in there again? Or is it going to start to affect what he does in the pocket, decision-making, because he's going to start going, man, I don't even feel right this week. Right. And I'm so beat up that I can't take that beating. And now I worry about when you get that in your head, all of a sudden there's, there's a guy, oh, there's a guy open. If I just got to stand here and take, oh, man, I'm so beat up. I'm not going to take that hit. I'm going to throw the check down. Right. Does it start to affect decisions and things you do that way? That's my number one concern. But, like, really gifted thrower, really gifted passer, quick release, I, you've heard some of the things out of Arizona already. Throws a spiral every throw. Yep. Makes throws that make us say, wow. On the run, some of the things he can do throwing the football. Mm -hmm. There's only a few people ever that can yeah. do what he can do. Right. I mean, ever. It's up there with Rodgers, Mahomes already for the type of throws he can make on the run scrambling around. And Playing in the pocket, I was just, I, as you know, I was so impressed with what I saw at Oklahoma. Going back to some of the conversations I had at the Combine with people that were kind of in the know and also part of the decision-making process, would we take this guy if he's available? Yeah. 
And one of the comments that, that came up. Yeah, I'd like to hear this. Team, yeah. I'm out of the team be like, well, you've got to be willing to change a little bit about what you do yes. offensively. Take that a step further. Think about what the defenses are doing at OTAs and minicamps right now in the NFC West. Mm-hmm. If you're in San Francisco, if you're in Seattle, yeah. if you're in L.A., right. don't you have to take a little bit of time now to cater toward playing against this guy, to think about the kind of way he might stress your defense that it hasn't been stressed in the past? Yes. So hasn't he already affected, and I'm just guessing here, yes. don't you suppose he's already affected the defensive coordinators and OTAs and minicamps in the NFC West, I, 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 yeah, a hundred percent, Paul. And it, it might not be like they might not be coming out and going, "Hey, we're working on Arizona Cardinals stuff today," but, but they'll just infuse it in practice and won't tell anybody. Like, "Hey, we're going to have a read option period today in practice." They might not say it's for Kyler Murray, but in the coaches, they've already had a meeting. Go, hey. Hey, fuckers, we play Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. We yeah. got to do a few periods every right? now and then just to keep yeah. brushing up on our rules and things like that. So, yes, I would think he has already taken effect into, you know, people are breaking down Cliff Kingsbury and going, okay, what's he going to bring to the table here in the NFC yeah. West to where teams have started to study that. And then, yes, go into, well, we have to study the running quarterback factor to another degree this year because we're going to play a guy that's going to yeah. be able to do things. I think he's the most gifted runner we've seen. He's more gifted than Lamar Jackson was coming out of Louisville, and I cannot believe I'm saying that because I thought, whoa, Lamar was a really gifted runner. But where Kyler Murray's different from the rest of these guys, I think Kyler Murray's the best in space that I've ever seen as far as, like, breaking ankles, right? It's truly like a third-down running back. Even Michael Vick, who's the greatest runner ever at the quarterback position, it wasn't breaking ankles. It was just blazing speed where you're like, oh, Mike sees a seam and he's the fastest guy in the field and he's just going to outrun everybody through that seam. And as it closes up, he's just going to keep squeezing through and go. Kyler Murray might not be that straightaway fast, but I think he's quicker than the rest of these guys. And I think that's where it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him too. And thinking about all these defensive coordinators and what they're doing or what they should be doing or thinking about in the NFC West, it's different than all the other divisions because I'm just picturing it right now. If you're inside the San Francisco 49ers building, yeah. you're playing Russell Wilson twice right. a year. You're playing now Kyler Murray twice a year. Right. And Jared Goff is doing things differently with yeah. the boots and the play action. Right. I mean, that, that is a unique job because there's a lot in the NFL right now that looks the same, yeah. to be honest. I know. The guys are great. The coaches are smart. Right. There's a lot of same. Right. Those offenses not in the NFC West are no. not the same. You're right. They are not the same. I mean, and Schottheimer talking about we're going to be a running team again this year. He made a comment like that this week. You know, they want to play smash mouth football. Yeah, you talk. Hey, if you're not on this 49ers and one of the other teams, you got to worry about, man, that zone scheme that Shanahan runs and then the play action passes off it. Yeah, you're talking about the same kind of things with McVay. And then you go, yeah. oh, the screens and the boots. And they're so amazing at all that, let alone the talent they have. And now, damn, Cliff Kingsbury, we got to worry about that aspect coming into the, the division. So, hey, they. NFC West is an exciting division this year. It really is. It can be – this could be the year it's, there's two playoff teams. I wouldn't even be shocked if we went here and go, man, San Francisco, Seattle, and the Rams, they all made yeah. it. I mean, they have the type Where of the team Cardinals on paper. Where the in there right now? They're going to bring up the rear. I think they're going to be one of those teams that's like 4-12, and 5-11, and 11, but like – Tough out. Tough out. Exciting A lot of out. exciting yeah. games, right, where we're going to go – Oh, man, that was an amazing game to watch. You know, Kyler Murray was amazing in the fourth quarter, but, you know, their defense or Kyler Murray made a mistake late in the game to where they lost 38-35 or something like that. I think they're going to have one of those type of years. You've they're al- not there yet. Right, exactly. Yeah. You've already confessed that there's been, you know, there's, there's changes, right. especially 20 through 30. Yeah. We get 10 to 20. Did you change this at all? It was Kyler initially 27 you bumped him up. Was he initially higher? So, you know, I can't do that yet because he hasn't played. I, I thought he was another tough one because I had – I was like, man, am I going to really put him in front of Joe Flacco, Super Bowl MVP quarterback? And they, those are the things I say to myself. Who you still like and believe I in. Still I still like and believe yeah. in. Man, and Andy Dalton, who I, you know, again, has done a lot of good things. I sat there and went, hmm, man, am I being – is that just wrong and disrespectful? But the more I thought about it, I said no. You know, I'm purely confident that they were in the same systems – the same team, right, and everything was the same around him, that Kyler Murray would be the cream of the crop with some of the guys he's behind, and he would rise above, and we go, yep, he is, the, he is the best thrower. Oh, he is the best scrambler. Hey, he's the starting quarterback for our team. And ultimately, I think that's what led me to it. But, yes, never easy. I question right. myself all the time. I, I, even at times I go, I call my dad at times. Because I'll go, Dad. What did your dad say when you had Kyler at 24? He goes, oh, oh man, oh, you're going to get some blowback well, about this? You're going to get some blowback about that one. But, uh, 
Yeah, I think you're right. I'd probably put him there too. Yeah. You know, so he he agreed with me. But sometimes I have to have the conversation with dad just because I need somebody to talk it out with sure. and go, hey, dad, I'm, you know, here and here and I'm thinking this. And, you know, he might bring up a few points where I go, ooh, you know, that's a good point, dad. I am going to move him up one more spot. Or I just go, eh, no, you're wrong, Dad. I'm right. Forget right. you. I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> right. But it's good to talk it out regardless. All right. Kyler Murray, 24, and it looks like you have more youth. Maybe just a little bit older, more but another youth. young guy, 23. Yeah, and like my, one of my man crushes, as you know, n- number 23 is Josh Allen. Um, another guy like Kyler Murray where I just need to see more but has the type of top-end talent to be on that fringe Top five quarterback in football, maybe by the end of the year. Wow. Yeah, I think jo- I'm a huge Josh Allen fan. And we'll see. And if I'm wrong, please rib me during the season and get on my case. Uh, but I'm a believer. One, I saw enough from him last year to go, ooh, there's some special attributes to this game that are su- have superstar potential. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, there's a reason we're talking about him having a throw off with Patrick Mahomes because right. people right. think, damn, he might be able to throw it as far or farther than Patrick right. Mahomes. Yeah. That's how good his arm is. Is Buffalo good enough to, to support a quarterback that would make that kind of leap? That, that's that's going to be the question. And I do think they're one of the teams that won the offseason. Mm-hmm. And I do. I think that it's setting up. Uh, for Josh Allen to have a big year, getting guys on the offensive line, Mitch Morse, yep. best offensive, you know, best center in football. You know, Ty Nasecki, who was uh, a guy that's played a lot in Washington Redskins the last few years. You know, so they made improvements up front, is my point. You get Cole Beasley and John Brown at wide receiver yeah. to be that Edelman Amendola because they're running the New England offense there. You know, Zay Jones, another year for him. You know, I know they like the kid Robert Thomas from Alabama last year. It was kind of the deep threat. He'll be a part of the offense. We know it's McDermott. He's going to run the football. They're going to have a good defense. But come on. Some of the things Josh Allen did last year, if he wasn't in Buffalo and if he didn't have this group of haters yeah. that didn't like him and were all about the completion percentage thing coming out of college, we, he would have had like eight specials yeah. done on him last year. He did things last year that no quarterback in the history of the sport's done. He like, ran, what's top of the list? Though? Well, the top of the list is he, ran, he had three games of over 95 yards rushing. Do you want him rushing that much? Well, no, probably not that much, but here, here's a graphic if you're watching on YouTube. It's the fourth most rushing yards yeah. in the history of a rookie quarterback. Nobody talked about it. Now, one, of course, was because Lamar Jackson was running the ball a lot, but Lamar Jackson did it with, like, design runs, and they formulated running game plans around Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen did it with, I'm dropping back, I don't have much talent around me. My offensive line stinks, and I have nothing at receiver. Nobody's open. I have to scramble. And he scrambled and made unbelievable. He was almost the first quarterback in the history of the sport to have 300-yard rushing games in a row. He had a 99-yard game that kept him away from it. You know, he has some big-time talent. Now, to the negatives, yeah, there's some rawness and polish that's missing from his game. And wh- why wouldn't there be one year in? Exactly. Yeah. One year in, in that situation. And then, you know, added to it, you know, I, I would just tell, go back and watch, watch film of him at Wyoming. You're going to be raw with the team he had around him his last year there, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had the worst offensive line I've seen in the last four years out of any quarterback I've watched in the draft. Wow. I mean, we're not talking about any receivers out of Wyoming in the draft anytime. Let me just tell you, I, I couldn't find five people open the whole year yeah. in his year. Yeah. So, you know, he's had some he's had some he's had two years in a row where he had to do it by himself, basically, where it's just like, man, the system's not going to help me out. The run game's not going to help me out. The O-line's not going to help me out. If we're going to make plays, I'm going to have to scramble around right. or I'm going to have to throw a laser down the field. Right. And that adds to some rawness to his game. He has to fix you know, his short passing accuracy a little bit. But as for the rawness yeah. of running around, I mean, Ben yeah. Roethlisberger kind of came out the same way. Yes, he did. He was the entire team right. at Miami and was terrific at right. it. He fits into a system now, can make the timing throws, but he's still playing his own game, as he should be. Yes. He's that gifted, but it's a little different than other guys. Yes. Do you think Josh Allen will kind of morph into that same kind I, of I do think so. You know, I'd rather have this problem than the other, the other, the vice versa problem, where I go, oh, I don't, there's not really any great talent. Yeah. He can execute our system real good. That's great. Yeah, but no, I'd rather have the guy with talent and then go – you know, we've done our research on his personality and his smarts. Mm-hmm. He's a smart guy. We can teach him the offense and all that. Right. But, yeah, I mean, you know, a little too overconfident in his arm. You know, we don't always have to look for the 50-yard bomb down the field. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just check it down to LaShawn McCoy and let him break a tackle and run for 20 yards. That's okay. Okay. And, yeah, that short, that short passing accuracy, 
you know, maybe not taking the ball back, not, you know, I'll use the golf analogy, not ripping the driver back going, I'm going to hit a 350 mm-hmm. every now and then just, hey, it's a short pass. Right. Just throw a little, right. you know, dart out there and just let the guy catch it and run it. And it doesn't have to be some laser that the guy can't handle or run after the catch with. Those are the, some of the things that I look at him. But not major problems. I'm really excited about Josh Allen. I mean, what's I'm the best a huge thing you fan. learned about him? Because you were just there a week or two ago. Yeah, a couple two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Best thing you learned about him? It could be a, a football something. <clears throat> it could be a personality something. Because you were with him for an entire yeah, day. A whole day. Um, what's something you know that I don't know? I think that um, natural leader. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you can tell it the way he talks to people. The way people gravitate around him. You know, that's one thing I could tell. Just training style players. Oh, what's up, Josh? You know, you could tell that it was so like important that he's, he's one of the guys. And you could tell they looked up into him like, man, he's kind of special. Like, yeah. this, is, this is the guy right here. So I think that. And I'll tell you the other thing I liked about him. This is where there was a realness about him. He's not afraid to critique himself and go, no, you're, you're right, Chris. That was an issue with self-scout me. Self-scout thyself? He was self-scout thyself. Mm-hmm. And you know I respect that about somebody. And it's the only way you're going to get better. Right. I mean, hey, we just Tom Brady redid his throwing motion mm-hmm. four years ago, and he was already in the conversation for the greatest quarterback of all time. So that's what great ones do. They're critical of themselves all the time. It's what drives you in the morning. You get up and you go, i got to get better at this. I'm stressing about this. Somebody might be getting up, a leg up on me, whatever it is. So uh, Josh Allen is one of those guys that, yeah, I would not be shocked if we were sitting here next year and I'm flirting with Josh Allen in the top five of this list or he's yeah. at six or seven because I think he has that type of top-end talent. Got another question yeah. about Josh, but – where could I see? Where could anybody go see that time you spent with him? Yeah, well, you can. You can. Uh, I. It's still on you. You know, YouTube.com/slash/NBC Sports. You can find it there, and I believe we got it totally up on like a, a podcast form now, right on okay. the podcast feed. So anywhere you download Chris's Unbutton, you should be able to see that Josh Allen uh, session hanging out with him. I mean, legs and ass, big arm. It, yeah. I mean, just, you know, he's a man crush of mine. He really is. So, so just based off of that man yes. crush, just a, a human nature curiosity question. Did you bump him down a couple because you know that you like him yes. personally? Or yeah. did you push him up because you spent time with him like, this is a dude I really No, like. I had him a few spots above this yeah. or higher than this. Made yourself push him down? I made, well, I said, you know what? Hey, wait, you're, you love his potential, Chris. Yeah. I don't think you could say he's as good as these guys yet. Yeah. And that's where I had to stop myself. Okay. Like, don't, 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 Chris, don't get in your own love affair here. I, I try to hold myself true to what I'm doing here. I'm trying to rank quarterbacks as best I can mm-hmm. to how I see good they are right now at this point in time. And, yeah, I think the sky's the limit for Josh Allen. And, yeah, I did. I had him a few spots up, and I was like, yeah. uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I think that he will be better than these guys, right. Right. I don't, I can't say he's better than them yet. Buffalo's second best team in the AFC East? Yes. Them and the Jets are like teams, I say, to everybody to watch out for this year. I really think that. But I'm going to give the Bills just a slight edge there, I think, because of that defense. That defense is special. Let's not forget it's been top two, three in football the last few years. And that's last year with a crappy offense. You know how hard it is to have that good of a defense when your offense turns the ball over or three and outs and puts you in these tough positions all the time? That even speaks to how good they really were. They were really the best defense in football last year. I don't care what – yeah, they were. I think if they had an offense that was a little more competent, they would have been the number one defense. Right. Yeah. Thinking about the Jets, I don't think we've seen, and we're done with our list for today. We are done with our list for today. I don't today. think we've seen Sam Darnold show no, yet, right? No, we have not. Right. So, and he, hey, the rookies from last year, I like them all. Right. That's, that's, that's the problem. And, yeah, Allen, Darnold, and, uh, of course, Baker Mayfield, I think even have a chance to be more special than maybe a Lamar Jackson and Josh Rosen from the, that draft class. But I'm, I'm excited about these young guys. I just had uh, – I, I, Pete, say that one more time. Yeah. Okay. Oh. At first, I'm like, yep. Means they're injured so, and at so, home sleeping. So, or so he, they the want to know what is the, who's the next to have a pillow yes, next to Rodgers exactly. and Mahomes over here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ooh, that's a good one. I think, mm, all right, right off the bat, 
I, Murray Allen and Jameis Winston would be in the running for that. I don't think Flack and Flacco you don't and Dalton. Want an Andy Dalton pillow. They're like not that? getting a pillow no matter what. Yeah. Sorry, it's too late. Yeah. It's too late in life. Uh, I think if I had to narrow it down, it would probably be Kyler Murray and Josh Allen. Really, to those two. I think it's going to be Josh, and you're you going to go back up to Buffalo and have him sign it out to you personally. Oh, good idea. Yeah. We're going to put you on the payroll for producer of the show now. I like that. Maybe I can show up on the trip. Maybe you can. Yes, Maybe. I'll let you hang out and be a third wheel right. with me and Josh. Okay, fine. <laughs> Produce it. Did. Half produce it. I mean, throwing footballs with him. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, Florio gets on me because we had the equipment guys catch balls. Yeah. But I was like. How good? I mean, How the good? ball just, it, it flies. We threw the ball from the 20-yard line to hit mm-hmm. the, uh, the crossbar yep. on the goalpost. Yeah. And I'm pretty good at it. I mean, it's been a while since I did it. Yeah. And, you know, he recognized that he saw the strength in my arm. He's like, there I can go. see you can throw yeah. it, whatever. But. You know, at least I took like a hitch step to throw the ball. Yeah. He just sat there planting in the ground. It was just a like, laser. Ugh. Yeah. Right. And I mean, laser. Right. It's it's again, like I said with Flacco or some of the really great quarterbacks you've seen before yeah. too. The ball whistles when he right. throws it. It whistles because it's going so fast. The air between the the, the seams of the ball right. yeah. are making a noise. And it, this would be extremely high praise. Yeah. Top three, not quarterback. Yeah. But strictly just making the ball whistle, making it look good. On a really tight spiral, forty or fifty yards, is is, is it is it that good? Ooh, yeah, you're, yeah. So just top three because you got to have Mahomes, right? Mahomes Rogers. and Rodgers are definitely in there. And then it becomes okay. Who is so that next, next guy? I mean, as far as just whistling power of the football and just the off factor of going like, hey, could you throw it through that window there? And he'd be like, what? That's a storm window? No problem. I mean. I got two guys in mind after those top two. It'd be tough tough to beat Stafford and Cam Newton. Cam was the next guy that came to my list and Stafford too. Oof, that is a really good one. He is right there with those guys. You know, for pure power, Gosh, him and Cam Newton are going to be right, right there. there. I mean, they could they could knock down the, the side of the house. The fact that you've got to think about it, it's it even in the you. conversation. Yeah, it tells you. It tells you exactly. Right. And and again, the fact that we're having a throw off conversation with him and Mahomes to see who could throw it farther, and you don't hear anybody in football going, "Oh, that's crazy." Mahomes right. is going to kill Josh Allen. Right. I think that tells you that yeah, enough people have seen Josh Allen throw the ball to go, "Ooh, no, he might be able to beat Mahomes in that kind of contest." When are we going upstairs to Chelsea Pierce and throwing it around? Oh, I guess at some Invite point. Invite your dad. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get Big Phil here. We're going to get Big Phil here for a full day of just everything and put him to the work. He's got to work at some point in the offseason. It I needs mean, to happen like, in June because uh, I'm going to be gone in July. Oh, yeah, you got Tour de France. Yeah, I, Tour de France, as you say. We, I said Tour. I've been working on, on, on the drive home. I said Tour. <laughs> Thank tour. you. Yeah. Tournament. Right, tournament. Yeah. All right, we're done. I think that's it, right? Do we? Oh, you know what we got to do? What's that? we got to tell people about uh, the – PFTPM. We never really gave Mike Florio's podcast any love in the middle of the pod. Sorry, I'm a bad, I'm a bad quarterback. I didn't take my coaching. But PFTPM podcast. You know, it's basically Mike Florio off script. Just you know, him deep diving into other things, and sometimes he gets off the topic of football. But hey, Mike's probably pretty good on that. He is. Mike's a funny dude. A funny dude. Yeah, he is. Deep thinker. Yep. Uh, you know, I always get on sarcastic, sarcastic, and snarky as hell. I mean. He's, He's a author. great author, quarterback of the future by Mike Florio. Is that I'm going to have you? fun with this. I, I hope not. I hope he didn't waste his time signing this thing for me. Yeah. There's some coffee stains on it I now. Don't know if all I, did I know. That or not. But yeah. it's worth the listen. And and he gets a great he gets some great questions from the PFT PM posse too all the time too that lead into some great discussions. So um, they want me to just read a play or read a yes. read a page. It. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, let's go to let's go to a good pl- page here. I'm just picking a round this number. This is from Quarterback of the Future, Mike. Florio. Quarterback of the Future by Mike Florio. <clears throat> Nobody's ever actually read this book until right now, and Chris Sims is opening up. I'm the first. Jack rested the newspaper on his lap. Did you see the source sports page? Yeah, Lonnie placed a bottle of beer on the ledge of the cement balcony. They sure pissed and moaned about the game, didn't they? Everyone expected us to win by 50 points, Jack said. Did you read about the other games? None of it meant all that much to me, Lonnie said. It looks like Cleveland has a decent team. That's who we play next, right? I'm hooked. Jack, no, I'm in. I'm all in. The inflection is great, too. Buy this now, and you will have Something. more decorations for your dinner table. How old is your youngest? How old is your youngest? <laughs> Eight. 
You still read to them? No. No? No. Really? I know. I'm not good like that. Yeah, we used to read them, but I, I guess that stopped about, I guess about a year ago. You know how it can start again. Bring this out? Yeah. This will put them to sleep. I know that. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. Uh, you're yeah, for. you're right. Reading's gone out the window in our household. You're right. I got to get better with that. Mm. Bad dad. Yeah. 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 What do you mean, yeah? Clearly. Fuck you. I'm well, that. You don't read <laughs> your eight-year-old. Come on. I play ball tag. There do the go. important things. The right ball tag. The right ball tag. Right. Yeah. All right. That was a fun one. All right, man. You the man, cool. as always. Chris Sims on button. We're done for this week. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. We're going to continue the Chris Sims quarterback countdown as we go on next week please feel free send in your comments on instagram twitter whatever i am gonna do my best to answer some of these maybe we'll let you read some of them off next week something like that yeah people want to challenge me on my rankings i can at least give some feedback there did so well at reading them the last time oh yeah you did uh matt the w i think i can top that that is the best matt the w all right everybody for burmeister sims we're out see you next week The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.